hey, you are wildly capable of great things. So take a deep breath, let it out. You've got this. I want to tell you guys today about Brandlink Media, a female-owned digital agency with years of experience working with businesses in Oklahoma and beyond on their branding, web design, email marketing, copywriting, and more. Remember, you are wildly capable of great things and Brandlink Media is cheering you on. Visit www.brandlinkmedia.com to schedule a free consultation. Link in our show notes. It is my pleasure to introduce Erica Lucas, co-founder of Stitch Crew and founder of Vest. Erica, tell us about a few defining moments of your life. Uh, First of all, Annie, thank you so much for having me. It's always great to see you and catch up with you. Uh, Gosh, a few defining moments um, in my life. Definitely when I, when I became a a mother for the first time, um, you know, Paulina, my oldest just changed my entire perspective um, in life and, you know, how I um, take a look at the world uh, and how I want the world to, uh, how I want to change the world uh, that they're going to live in. Um, You know, and then I would say the other defining time is when I became mother the second time uh, with Mia. Uh, They they just really did change my perspective. Um, It changed the way I worked, the way I thought about work, the way I thought about my contributions to this world again, so that I could change it so that it's a better, more equitable space for them. Um, And then also how I, you know, approach life in terms of like collaborating with other women to to do what I want to do. Um, but again, I, I would say that those are the biggest defining moments that uh, changed my entire perspective. Amazing. So I have an advantage here over the audience because I already know a little bit about your amazing career. So I'm curious as we build up to that, you know, we'll definitely talk about that. But I w- I'm curious about your early life. You know, what was your life like growing up? Um, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Mexico, um, into a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, and uh, the first time I migrated to or I came to the United States was uh, with my mom and my sister. My mom was a single mother. Um, and we came in when I was 13 years old, uh, and we came to Oklahoma. Uh, and, um, I didn't speak, speak a lick of English, uh, like literally I thought I did. I went to a Catholic school back in in Mexico, but then I came here. I was like, oh my gosh, I I really don't understand anything. Um, so it was a bit of a cultural shock, but also like learning the language as I went to school and, and got to meet different people. Um, and then I ended up going back to Mexico to live with my grandparents, um, and came back about 17 years ago to visit my mom and my sister who decided to stay uh, here and met my husband and the rest is history. Um, But in terms of career, um, you know, I started my career in Mexico helping multinational companies um, establish operations in country. Uh, And then I, when I came to the States, I worked, I worked in economic development. So I spent six years at the Oklahoma Department of Commerce working with the global department. I led the global trade and and investment division. 
that led me to private equity uh, in a firm that was investing in, in latter stage companies. Um, and that's when I came across the funding gap that exists for women and people of color. Um, so uh, after working there for, gosh, I, I can remember three years, almost four years, um, I started Stitch Crew. Uh, yeah, and that's how I, en I ended up what I do, what I, I ended up doing what I do today. So it's funny because a lot of people could argue that I regressed in my career. I started, I, you know, started my career helping really big companies and now I help startups. Uh, <laughs> but I actually see it way differently. So, yeah. That is so amazing. I feel like that sheds so much light on your work ethic and why you wanted to build something for yourself. And I'm glad we touched on that. So tell us maybe a little bit about what Stitch Crew is and what Vest is so that people can understand what you do on a more day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I love my job. Um, I get to connect... Um, entrepreneurs with the with the capital resource and resources and networks uh, that they need in order to launch and scale companies. Um, the ultimate goal there is to build a more equitable economy through through entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurship is the fastest way to build wealth. Um, we're very intentional in supporting women and people of color because ultimately, you know, I, I, I try to attach my personal um, and professional goals altogether. I don't think that they need to be um, exclusive of each other. So my personal goal is to help close the wealth gap for women and people of color. So I, I believe entrepreneurship is the fastest way. Um, and so that's what I get to do with Stitch Crew. And with Vest, you know, we launched Vest last year out of the, uh, when we saw the disproportionate effect that the pandemic had on women, um, despite the fact that we represent 50% of the labor force and businesses, we're still underrepresented in leadership uh, across the board. Uh, we're still underfunded when it comes to our businesses, which leads to cash flow problems, which leads to scalability problems. So we're not scaling at the same rate as our peers, even though, you know, statistics show that women-led uh, companies or diverse and diverse-led companies uh, show more profitability than those that don't uh, have women at the C-suite uh, level. So... <clears throat> Anyway, we launched Vest, uh, one, to support women in the workforce who were experiencing this burnout, this uh, lack of support so that they remain in the workforce, but also we launched it so that together we can expedite the pipeline of more women getting in those positions. Uh, so, so that's what we do with Vest. We support women um, that are already in the workforce and trying to get or to support women that are coming into the workforce for the first time and or re-entering the workforce after they left for parental leave or family leave or to take a break for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those statistics were so telling. And I feel like um, mothers, I saw statistics around mothers especially, just because somebody needed to step into the role at home. And I feel like it just fell on women's shoulders more often. Um, because of the pay gap. So that's incredible um, and so admirable. I love that you combined your passion with your social goals. So that's really cool um, and so meaningful. So when you are feeling burnt out, you know, we all hit that wall at some point when you're just exhausted helping all these startups. Where do you go for fresh inspiration or to kind of refill your cup? Uh, yeah, you know, I... I love this question because um, for, for a couple of reasons, I actually don't, 
I'm not knocking it, um, but I don't believe in inspiration or motivation just because it comes and goes, right? Like you can go to a conference and feel super inspired and motivated. And then you go home and you're like, and then you go home to like all of your problems and all of those, you know, systems that sometimes keeps us um, from, from reaching mobility. Um, so, so, you know, I, I try not to look so much for inspiration. I try to develop daily habits that keep me moving forward, even if I don't feel <laughs> like moving forward. Um, you know, so I try to do that. I try to just, uh, in the days where I don't feel like getting out of bed or I feel like, you know, we're not moving the needle or I'm just burned out. Um, I try to just Think of those habits, uh, look at how I did that day with those habits, and then try again the next day. Um, so so I, I don't know if that answers your questions, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just very, it's been very important to me because I used to be like, oh, you know, I'm going to look for all this inspiration and try to find role models. And um, it, it didn't really do it for me. I needed a little bit more discipline on a day-to-day basis and also to remind myself that, you know, even in the hard days, I just need to show up. I just need to keep showing up. I just need to do little things. And then those little things just kept moving the needle forward for, for me. Absolutely. And I feel like that can help stave off burnout if you're just, if you have habits to fall back on. Um, that's amazing. So yeah. tell us about your future and any goals you might have, whether it's professional or personal. What do you see when you look at your future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, that's another thing that I I've struggled with um, for so long. Um, I I was so driven and so uh, determined to build a career and move up the ladder and you know achieve, 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 achieve. Um, that was like my mindset, and now I'm like reshifting to um to to focus on the present you know like so I do have a north star um so in terms of goals of course I look at you know ultimately I, I mentioned our mission at Stitch Crew is to build a more equitable economy particularly in the middle of the country uh through entrepreneurship and and, and that means you know connecting more entrepreneurs particularly women and people of color with the capital that they need and the resources that they need um and then with Vest, obviously, it would be the dream would be that, you know, with the network that we're creating um, and the coaching that we're providing, that we are putting more women in C-suite position and investment positions. Uh, and therefore, we have more influence in uh, how the uh, flow of money uh, goes, how uh, capital markets work, uh, how policy is it's being made. Um, so, so I've, of course, I have that North Star. But I'm also personally working more. I'm like, you know, also just be grateful and like live in the moment. And what can you do today that leads you to that North Star? Uh, so I have those big visions, but um, I'm personally like trying to keep myself accountable to not forget that I need to live in the present, not not always in the future and, and what the next achievement looks like. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, tell us about your proudest moment. You know, sometimes um, I feel like I feel like when I'm asked this question or even like your greatest achievement, I'm like, does not give an up count. (laughs) 
because yes <laughs> it, it counts know, it's just it just feels like that it feels like you know we just talked about it burnout and 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 um you know when when you lack motivation and so um doing what we do i think the impact i know that impact is there i know that it's not just a social impact i know it's an economic impact and and i know it's the right thing to do but honestly i mean as a latina immigrant who didn't grow up in generational wealth who didn't have the established networks uh, that that i now have uh you know it, it hasn't been an easy road um and so, you know, sometimes it does feel like a struggle. Sometimes it does feel like we take two steps forward and then four steps back. Um, so, um, so, so I do count not giving up truly as a, as a, as a win. Um, but when I look at like the greatest sense of fulfillment, I, 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 I go back to my girls, you know, like if every time they uh, learn something, um, whether it's on their own or through us or through their friends, um, their faith, whatever, um, it, it just, it, it fulfills me. It, it just gives me a lot of joy. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> hundred magazine is a publication featuring 100 wildly capable women in Oklahoma city. Buy the magazine to read all hundred interviews at hundredmag.com. Wildly Capable Woman podcast is produced by Sugar Free Media. You can check out our daily news podcast, News Du Jour, for a calmer space to consume the news. Music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Please consider rating and reviewing this podcast if it meant something to you to help us reach other wildly capable women. <laughs>